This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. The defendant was served in her personal capacity on November 25th of 2020 at 4 p.m. This happened to be the day before Thanksgiving. This was not planned. The reason that she hadn't been served earlier, because please recall the lawsuit was filed on the 18th, the paralegal had come up with a wrong name, and we really wanted to get that corrected before the defendant was served, because we didn't want there to be any issues with the legality of the Claim. Uh, we wanted to communicate the seriousness right away. So it took a little bit to get that fixed. And then once it was fixed, the process server served her. She went quiet about me with the defamation for, I think, 48 hours before it started up again. At first, I was thinking, oh, this is amazing. This has done what it was supposed to do. I had constantly was telling my attorney, please, how do we make this stop? Please, how do we make this stop? And he just kept saying, file the lawsuit because most people, once they are served with a lawsuit will stop what they're doing. And she did not. So on December the 2nd, the defendant made a post. This was on her business Instagram account. She had been talking about all of the extensive Christmas trees that she had in her home. There was a lot of commentary online about these apparently. And she was saying that as consolation for the excessiveness of all of the trees, her counter to that was, well, I'm going to have people shop on Amazon and send Christmas gifts for families who need them and we'll place them under these trees. And then somehow she was going to get those gifts to these people. I'm not entirely sure if I'm getting that hundred percent right. But in any case, there was commentary online on Gomi and Reddit about that. And so this response was seemingly in response to those comments. And it says, this Saturday, I'm going to be sharing several different families' Amazon wish lists. Make sure you nominate a family via our website or swipe up on this post. I just want to help out families who've had a rough go at 2020. I feel like we all have, but I know there are some families who just keep hitting those rough patches. So if I can use this platform for good, I will. To be clear to the crystals and H's of the world who want to be negative, I will not receive any commission for any of these items from Amazon. All of the wish lists will come directly from the families and the purchases will go directly to them as well. It's almost embarrassing that I have to say that, but there are some very ignorant and jealous people out there as we have recently figured out. The defendant herself was an Amazon affiliate. And so the commentary, I guess, also was that she wanted people to buy these Christmas gifts for these families so that she could also earn the commission. That was made on December the 2nd. 
on December the 3rd. She made another Instagram post. This time, this was a story and this time from her main Instagram account personally. PSA, before you two and your multiple accounts hop online and make fun of me, I'm not sorry. And when this happened in real life, y'all said it was ridiculous that he did that too. So hush, y'all don't have to worry about your man blowing your money on you. Sit down and skip the story or go talk about me more. Either way, I'm still getting a massage currently and y'all will talk about this. Just know how dumb you look lying on the internet. This was in response to some posts on Gomi and Reddit where people were providing commentary on the fact that her husband had bought a massage chair for the defendant and the defendant was complaining about it. So once again, she would post social media posts. There would be commentary online about it. Then she would post a response as if it were me. The next post was on December the 4th. So far, we've consecutively gone December 2nd, December 3rd, December 4th. This is on Facebook. They say, don't get bitter, get better. I'm working on switching them letters. In the meantime, my top already sold out. It wasn't even officially a new arrival yesterday. I just showed up and so did my people. Feels real good too. Good and normal. I feel like me. H told me that Crystal told her, if you tithe, everything will fall into place. No, it's a bit more complicated than that. And she could see that I did. But there is so much more to it than what you drop in the plate or commit to online. You got to get your knees dirty. Clean your heart first. Seek. He's there. Promise. That's an example I'll never get tired of being. Happy Friday, friends. Hope your heart is full and calm. I've tagged a few of y'all who I've prayed for this week and a few of y'all who helped me laugh through all this. So she continues to tag people to increase the reach. And here... I will actually say what she said about me in this post was mostly true. I did have a conversation with H about budgeting and I had told her to prioritize tithing and that if it seemed like she wouldn't be able to afford everything, that if she prioritized tithing, then God would kind of take care of the rest. So that is some advice that I had actually given H. I'm not sure why she tried to spin it and use it as a weapon against me, but Something else happened on December the 4th that I was not aware of until much later. But from the beginning, when the defendant started her campaign of lies, I had a deep fear that she would try to involve my prior business partner. As I had said before, our split was not amicable at the time, and the defendant knew that. And so I had a fear that she would try to reach out to her and get her involved in all of this. And she did. She shared a post that my ex-business partner had made. She and my ex-business partner did not know each other. They were not friends. The defendant sought her out and tried to bring her into this. And the first attempt at that seemingly was on December the 4th when she shared one of my ex-business partner's posts. It was just a generic post, kind of inspirational. And it just says, sometimes I wonder the strangest things, like why does one tree survive a hurricane while all others around it fall? Is it luck, better soil, stronger roots? sheer will. Today, as the rain rolled in, I found myself staring at this tree that survived three hurricanes this month alone. I don't pretend to have all the answers in this life, but today I realized we can survive a whole heck of a lot and keep standing. After all, the storm passed and the sun came out again. Whatever you're facing, hang in there. The sun will rise tomorrow and you will be stronger for your struggles. That was my ex-business partner's post that the defendant shared. In early December, the defendant had made so many claims that she was in contact with the police, and I had told my attorney the police have not contacted me. No one has been here. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Should we call them? Well, in early December, the police did reach out to Steph, who you heard from in a prior episode. She was an employee with us and worked with us. And so I get a text from Steph on December the 3rd, 
that says Bartonville Police Department just left me a voicemail and wants me to call them back. And I said to her, call them back and tell them exactly the truth. All the entire truth. Do not leave any details out. Just tell them the complete truth. I texted my attorney and, and alerted him. One of the girls that I worked with who left about 10 days before me just called me and said she has a voicemail from the Bartonville Police Department asking to talk to her. I told her remain calm and call her mom She's because she was 21 years old, then to call them back and see what they want. If the police reach out to me or show up at my house, what should I do? I have nothing to hide. I have committed no crimes. I have done nothing she is claiming. So if they call me or come here, do I call you first or just answer their questions? And he told me, let them know you have an attorney and tell them to call me. This was on December the 3rd. They did not reach out to me for a little while. Steph did call them. She had a conversation with them. They asked her some general questions and she answered all of those truthfully. And that was that. Then on December the 8th, she posts an Instagram story from her personal Instagram. There are people who plotted against you that still don't know how you survived. And then she writes the words on the screen. This isn't some passive aggressive post. I don't do that. Hi, Crystal and H. So that was directed to us. Then on December the 10th, there was another Instagram story. Action, because I know Crystal hates this on her little hate blog. Why does she always roll up her windows? <laughs> Why don't you shut up? Crazy. This is why, Crystal, because it brings me joy, sweetheart. Like the same joy you get from talking about me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> So this Instagram story, once again, was made in response to something that the users on Gomi and Reddit would comment on. She had her automatic blinds in her bedroom at home and people would, would provide commentary on that. So this was, again, responding as if it were me making those. Then on December 13th, she made a Facebook post. This was a birthday post for one of her friends. And she says, I love you. You're a better friend to me than I am to you. And I'm changing that going forward. I hope you had the best day and that no one bothered you and everyone left you alone. I also know that that did not happen. I'll be back with another post tonight, but I'm trying to get boxes up and I'm searching for pictures of us, but the two stupid trolls hacked into my old phone and that's where we had the best pictures. Unfortunately, I don't have access to that iCloud account or those pictures or that phone. So for now, this picture from the other day will have to do. I'll be back with better pics and mushier words. I love you. Happy birthday. So she couldn't even make a birthday post for her friend without dragging this narrative into it. Then on December the 14th of 2020, Bartonville police called me. It was an officer that I recognized. This particular officer had been to the defendant's home. The defendant was giving her clothes, so she was friendly with her. And I texted my attorney and said, Bartonville police just left me a voicemail. Should I call them back and give them your number? And he said, have them call me. I said, okay. I told her she can direct any questions toward you. And she said, oh, I wasn't going to ask anything legal. I was just trying to figure out what's going on. I said, can I ask why you're calling me? And she said, well, we've just heard one side of the story and I have to fill out this paperwork to finish the report. And I said, great, my attorney knows what's going on and can answer your questions. Then I gave him her name and said, that is the officer I've met a few times at the defendant's house. She was very friendly with defendant. During this conversation, my attorney texted and said, ever heard of Gomi blog? <laughs> yes. And I said, yes, that's one of the hate blogs. I had just told him they were hate blogs. He's not very technology um, inclined. I said, yes, it's one of the hate blogs she's accusing me of posting on. I've never had an account there and have never posted anything there or anywhere else about her or her business. I learned about Gummy Blog from the defendant. 
she told me about it. I had no idea it, it existed before she told me. At that time, I would at least weekly contact my attorney and say, do we have the police report? Because we had had no further contact and she's online still accusing me of committing crimes. I wanted that police report in my hands because I knew that I had not done any of these things. And I wanted that police report. It took forever to get it. But I started asking about it the very next day. On December 14th, the defendant also made an Instagram story. I'm not sure. Her husband seems to be unboxing a computer. And the words on the screen say, this is close to the one I have, 16 gig of RAM versus my old one with 8 gigs. I keep lots of pics. I don't have all the old pics because of the crazy trolls, but I have a new Microsoft account, phone number, email, etc. So I'm excited to start with a fresh everything still continuing the narrative that I had hacked her. Then on the 15th, she made Instagram stories and the words on the screen say, I definitely feel like Cinderella before and after the slipper. When those quote evil stepsisters start to get to you, remind yourself that you're building a castle. And the one thing it doesn't have room for is hate filled people, no matter if they're 23 or 40, they're never welcome here. 23 and 40 were mine and H's ages. The next story that she made on that same day says, being kind to people on the internet, that's what got me this house. She's referring to her large home that she built. Just be kind. It's actually really fun. And you make a lot of freaking friends and have a whole lot more fun versus hiding behind a screen, trying to terrorize someone from an ergonomical keyboard. Jesus sees your keys. The ergonomical keyboard reference was also a reference to me because I notoriously use an ergonomic keyboard and everyone hates it. And she hated it. And so if she ever had to come and sit at my computer and type anything, she would complain because I used the ergonomic keyboard. The next libelous post that she made was another Instagram story on 12-16 of 2020. And the words say, Lord, forgive me for being petty. I'm sorry, but when will these girls find something better to do? Ha ha ha. Don't y'all feel dumb always talking about the opposite that you know is actually happening in my life? You definitely should. Hashtag screenshot this. Hashtag glad you saved your $75 this month. She's referencing to an item that I would frequently purchase every month that costs $75. Again, seemingly responding to whatever had been said on GoMe. Whenever you are served with a lawsuit, there is a deadline that you have to file a response to that lawsuit. And if you don't file a response, the plaintiff can get a default judgment. December 16th happened to be the deadline for the defendant to respond to the lawsuit. December 16th came and went, and we did not see a response at that time. And so my attorneys filed a motion for default judgment. This was just basically saying, this is what's happened, and the defendant has not provided any sort of response. So this motion gets filed. Honestly, it's to prompt the answer to be filed, but it's still there's no answer filed. Then you can get a hearing, and the judge can just decide right then and there what the result of the case will be. On December 18th of 2020, the defendant made a Facebook post from her business page that says, if you need the address for the event, message me privately. Unfortunately, we've had some creepers that we are all too familiar with messaging customers. I sure wish those two girls would find something else to do with their time. On the 19th of December, 2020, she made an Instagram story. Crystal, this is for you. <laughs> I just woke up <laughs> in my princess bed. <laughs> And look, it's like what I always dreamed of. Is that driving y'all nuts? <laughs> you could pray about it tomorrow at church. Oh. So once again, the defendant is recording her blinds, automatic blinds going up in her room. And she's responding to these posts that were made on GoMe and Reddit as if it were myself and H. It was not. 
Then on December 21st, the defendant made the following libelous Instagram stories. The first one, the words on the screen say, thank y'all for the sweet messages. I've been off social media more because my time with her father is winding down. We are hitting that stage where it almost seems normal, but we know it's coming. My staff has been absolutely incredible helping me be able to balance everything. And it's so nice to be in control of everything and not have to worry about psychopaths. So that situation has definitely not gone away. And it definitely still disgusts me to find out how incredibly weaved into trying to ruin my life they both were and still unsuccessfully are. I'm thankful that you all have been such strength for me. I have never loved my job or my friends on the internet more than I have in the last few months. So thank you to every person I DM with or every person I meet at Home Goods or Costco or anywhere. Thank you. It's not weird. I'm so thankful for you. The next libelous Instagram story was on that same day and she had posted a screenshot because she was sending money to people for Christmas and says, I posted this one already the other day, but I'm trying to be thorough for the crystals and H's of the world. These posts at this time are all public. They are, her Instagram is public. Her Facebook is public. The business accounts are public. These are all public posts. The next Instagram story that was made was on December 22nd. This is a video. So this is considered slander. Slander is the spoken word. Libel is the written word. Okay, I'll be very honest with you guys. Over the course of the last like six months, some of my employees who are no longer here um, made it their job to go on our social media and remove followers. There has been over 4,000 of our followers removed since March. And I talked to them about it. Not I talked to them about it. I Flat out, she asked Crystal if she removed followers. So that's the God's honest truth. Anyways, so obviously if one thinks the other one did it, then and they're both guilty right now of other stuff, then you know. Um, and that's the thing, when it's facts, you can say those things out loud without any kind of repercussions. So I tell you all that to know, to say, if you're not following us right now, or some of y'all have messaged me today and said, I can't believe I'm not following your store account. I've been following your store account for so long. That is why we've had hundreds of people message us and say, I'm taking off your account. I ordered from you on Tuesday and I'm not here anymore. So that's why you may not be following us. It's not that I removed you. Anyways, it's not that I'm like deleting y'all. A lot of y'all are telling me this right now because I said that you should be following our account. And I guess a lot of y'all are starting to follow now and then figuring out that you weren't following us before. So I totally understand. I don't think it's you that like unfollowed us or anything like that. It doesn't make a difference. I don't care if you followed me today or yesterday because I already know that that has been a situation we have been dealing with for months now, honest to God. Um, they told me the whole time that it was because I was making these political posts and I didn't understand that because I would get so many positive responses about my political posts. So they were like, yeah, you lost 2000 followers over your Trump post. And I'm like, God, oh, that's a lot. Like I'm not even that popular to lose that many in one day. But girl, if you see something crazy, you should ask questions with your business because that is what I did not do. And I wish I did. Luckily, Instagram can tell you every picture you've ever liked, commented on, every name you've ever changed to, every, sorry, I talked too much. Anyways, Instagram can tell you all of that information. So if you ever have any questions about what's going on with your social media, I encourage you just to stop and ask questions because I did not ask questions because I trusted people for a long time. And I kept thinking, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe people hate me. I don't know. But my sales were good and everybody was so nice to me in real life and in my DMs and I just didn't know any better. So... Sorry, girls, mission not accomplished. I'm still happy. I'm still in my pajamas at one o'clock in the afternoon, living my best life in my pretty castle, giving away money to my friends on the internet, whether they're following my store account or not. 
So just know, I know a lot of y'all are trying to explain why you're not following my store account. And I already know that that's an issue. So I'm not holding it against you at all. I am giving back to people who buy my store, like my post, comment on my post, especially my store post for sure. Cause that gets like the least engagement cause I don't ever post over there, but that's what's important to me. People who pour into me, I want to pour back into you. But just know it takes a lot more than some crazy people to keep me down, you guys. I was like born and bred to be a positive human. My life work is to show people that you can go through really hard things and still be a very happy human. So in that post, she is talking about the allegation where she accuses us of removing Instagram followers. I had been to her whenever she started making very polarizing posts and said, hey, you're losing followers. So she spun that narrative to it was me and H removing her followers. And in that Instagram post, she implied that she had talked to Instagram and they had given her information and had proven that I was doing these things. That was not the case. In her sworn deposition, my attorney asked, have you had any contact with Instagram as to your loss of followers on your various Instagram accounts? I have not. Okay, do you believe that Crystal Wrighton in any way deleted any Instagram followers? I do. Okay, and tell me every fact upon which you base that opinion. I believe that to be true. And tell me every fact upon which you base that opinion other than you've just decided. I just decided. Okay, so no other facts than you just decided. That's correct. At this point, we are to December 21st, 2020. On this day, the defendant filed the answer to the lawsuit. So therefore, our motion for summary judgment would be kind of null and void because the answer has been filed. Defendants will sometimes be plural. And when I refer to the defendant, sometimes it's just singular. Technically, there are two defendants in this case, her in her personal capacity and her business. So language in the legal documents will refer to defendants plural. It's the same thing. Defendants plead the affirmative defense of truth. Any alleged statements made by the defendants were true. Number two, defendants plead the affirmative defense of expressions of opinion. Any statements made by defendants were expression of opinion. Number three, defendants plead the affirmative defense that plaintiff failed to mitigate under the Texas Defamation Mitigation Act, failed to make a timely and sufficient request for correction, clarification, or retraction from the defendant within 90 days of knowledge of the alleged publication in March of 2020. And finally, defendants plead the affirmative defense that plaintiff is precluded by Texas and United States law from enjoining defendants' First Amendment right. He's referring to free speech. So regarding truth and opinion, those were her first two. I'm not sure how you can claim both of those because if you're saying it's true and it's your opinion, that kind of doesn't make sense. But the third one where he said that we had not given her sufficient notice, that was regarding the post in March that never really should have even made it into the lawsuit. And so that was something that we just had to remove and get corrected. But the other defenses remained. So truth, opinion, and freedom of speech were her defenses. So yes, as an American, you have a right to free speech. However, that does not cover defamation, which includes saying things that can harm another party. After December 22nd, there weren't any posts for a few days. And so I thought it's a Christmas miracle. There are no more posts being made. That was short-lived because on Christmas day of 2020, the defendant made an Instagram story and she also made a Facebook post. I've had a lot less anxiety since I figured out who my trolls and stalkers were, but. So the defendant wasn't naming me and H by name in every single post. However, this was a narrative that she was carrying on. So a person of ordinary intelligence would know who she's talking about. 
The Facebook post the defendant made on December 25th says the following. One of the highlights of my day has been being able to scroll down Facebook and actually get to interact with a lot of y'all, people that H and Crystal would keep me from. This has been the biggest positive. Never let someone with no friends tell you who to be friends with, especially when H denied being close friends with Crystal through the very end, even at the police station where she was telling the officer about Crystal's multiple profiles she logs in and out of on the hate blog. We now know they both have profiles, and I never should have listened to either of them. Noted. Ew, so embarrassing for them, but whatever. Anyway, that's the devil's work and the Lord's problem now. I've really gotten to virtually surround myself with people I've been missing. There are people sharing my sale posts today that I haven't talked to in forever. Hashtag blessed. And getting to sit down and actually be intentional with my social media has made this a much more positive day for me. Life isn't so bad when you get to slow down. Having no anxiety is definitely a very close second to the highlight of my day, but I'm really enjoying being able to see so many people's posts that I usually never get to see. I think there are two kinds of people in the world, the kind that think that a new year means turning over a new chapter and the kind that think it's just another day on the calendar. I'm sure you can guess which one I am. And I hope for all of us that in the coming year, we are able to be more intentional with our time and replace the batteries in our psycho radar a little sooner. And I hope you continue to encourage me to slow down. I don't know what Facebook did, but thank you for showing me so many people that I haven't seen in so long. Is that happening for y'all today? Maybe that's a sign that God is going to make the next year a little more enjoyable for us. Remind us of the good if we take it slower. I don't know, but I'll take it. Merry Christmas, friends. One of the follower comments on this post says, thank you, God, for exposing the devil's spawn and protecting our defendant's name. I feel like I can speak for many people when I say I'm beyond happy to see you happy and knowing your heart is calm and full of love. You are so loved. And if you ever have a second of questions about being loved, just read these messages or call any of us. We will be there. You and all of the amazing ladies reading this post. I hope everyone had the best Christmas and now we can all go slay 2021. So those posts were on Christmas day, a Christmas gift to me and H. I guess. So some of the things she referenced in that post about H saying to the police, the usernames that I had, that is a complete fabrication. I had no usernames. H knew that I didn't have any usernames. I hadn't seen any of the police report or police video at this time. So I was so confused because why would H say something like that when she knew that that wasn't true? It wasn't making any sense. And also I was having no communication with H. So this was this was really hard because she kept saying these things. And so I just kept having to repeat to myself, I know that she's lying about me. She has to be lying about age. The next post the defendant made was on December 27th. I lovingly refer to this one as the long post. One of the other things that the defendant would do very frequently, which we've already seen in prior posts, is she would make these posts around the time that she was trying to sell something, these big posts. And in this post, she was having a sale on her website. And so this dissertation that she made in this post is all to like supposedly help people know the backstory of what she's going through. But at the end, she ends it with also shot my sale. The post says, I've gone back and forth in my head as to whether or not I would post this, but then I started talking to my phone and I couldn't stop. This explains a lot of what I've been going through and why the sale is such a big amount and so important. I think I was always so scared that I could never tell the truth because I didn't want to get in trouble. Finally, I was forced to get an attorney. I'll explain below. And he told me one valuable piece of information. You can say anything you want. You only suffer consequences if it's not true. So here is a vague, albeit lengthy, y'all know me, explanation of the truth in capital letters. About a month
month and a half ago, my world just about stopped. I'd been having such horrible anxiety for months and I could not figure out why. It was turning me into a literal crazy person. I always felt like I was being watched or that somebody somewhere was taking details of my life and twisting them and then putting them on the internet only for a couple of my closest staff members to come back and tell me what was being said every day. I knew years ago there was a hate blog out there on the internet that talked about famous people, but I wasn't famous. I was just a girl from Santa Fe who started a business and it blew up. But I was on that website with more pages than most. And I have the least amount of followers. And my social media had even gone private for several years. So I just cannot understand why people were talking about me like this. And I felt like the life they explained on that hate blog was totally different than the life I was living. And everyone that I knew, knew that. So I ignored it for years. I literally didn't go to that website and look at it for years. I know it sounds crazy to not have the urge to go look at something like that, but I just, honest to God, didn't. And my staff knew that I didn't. I got to the point where one of my closest staff members was coming to work every morning and telling me what was happening the night before on the blog. And it just seemed so crazy to me that they would always talk about what I was doing, but they would leave out one key piece of information that would change the entire story, or they would make the story sound completely different, or they would make the story sound completely different than what was happening in reality. That's part of what kept me from reading it and what kept me from letting it bother me for so long. I just didn't care. And like they say, out of sight, out of mind. My business was doing spectacular. I had made it to the Inc. 5000 list for the fastest growing companies in America for the last two years in a row. I was this girl with no college education and with a very broken parental background with a multi-million dollar brand that I created from my living room. I knew in my heart that I had overcome so much to get so far, so I didn't let it bother me. Until one day, I just couldn't take it anymore. They started talking about my dad and his cancer journey, and my closest staff member would repeat to me every day the horrible things they were saying. They said, my dad deserves to die. We are making up that he's sick. My kid is a fat profanity. If my dad dies, that blood is on my hands because I didn't get him chemo sooner. So many awful things, much worse than what I'm repeating here. And they would blow up my social media platforms and messaging programs with their hateful words. They would send links to this horrible blog to customers and create fake Instagram accounts, some under my name and some with simply a picture of my dad's mugshot as the profile picture. But nothing really bothered me as much as what they would say about my dad. They would say that I need to put down the phone and spend time with my dad. And I think that's something that people struggle with in this industry anyways. When your life is on social media, you have family life to tend to. You have to kind of tread that line. I had to be on camera because that's my job. And I just built this massive $2 million house and I'm the only income earner. And the bank wants to know why my store revenue has gone down so drastically, but it had gone down because I just was having anxiety attacks getting on camera. I had told people several times before that I'd never had anxiety before I found out about that website. I'm not that kind of person. I'm usually a cheerleader of other people. And now I couldn't even get on camera. And if I don't get on camera, I don't make an income for that day. And if I don't make an income for that day, I could lose my home or my company. And still none of that mattered as much as what they said about my dad. I can honestly say the only part that bothered me to my core is the part that said I didn't spend enough time with my dad. I had an operations manager and a marketing manager and a warehouse manager. I should have been able to just walk away and go on that fishing trip in August with my family, but I couldn't because anytime I stepped away, huge disasters would happen and I would find an excuse for my staff every time. Only after the younger one blamed the old one for so much did I realize that it was intentional. So here she's directly referencing H and I, and in this post, she does not say our names. She will just refer to H as the young one and me as the old one. In my heart, I knew I was devoting my life to being my dad's caretaker. Mind you, I have been taking care of this man for the last 16 years of my life, and he has lived in my home for the last 10 and a half years, with me being his primary source of income and care. He has epilepsy, 
and so many seizures that one of the girls was here when one happened. He now has terminal cancer that has metastasized all over his body. He had 70% of his liver removed in June and was only given six months to live in April. It's December 27th. I'm so thankful for the opportunity, but I will admit that there were several times over this last year that I have felt such extreme guilt for being on the internet while my dad is ill. Mind you, there are 24 hours in a day and I only share at max 25 minutes of my day on stories. Think about that. You can upload 100 stories a day at 15 seconds a piece. That's 1500 seconds of your life or 25 minutes. I show the internet 25 minutes a day of my life, yet I was letting the opinions of these quote strangers, end quote, I was getting repeated to me affect my whole life. And my business that I had grown so big, I was spending the majority of my day in my home with my dad every single day, but I was letting these opinions from these strangers make me feel like I wasn't doing enough. I had no idea that those strangers were my top two employees and the ones manipulating me. In about nine years, I had never let that hate blog bother me like I did in 2020. And I just could not wrap my brain around why. I knew I didn't have those experiences they talked about. I knew I didn't have those angry customers they mentioned. I knew I devoted all of my life to my kid and my dad. I knew how involved I was with my family. I knew I didn't have those problems in my relationship or with any of my friends like they discussed. And none of that really bothered me aside from the part that discussed my dad and my son. It was causing a massive problem at home and her husband and I were fighting every single day. He just did not understand and I just could not explain it. I didn't know what I know now and neither did he. I had still not gone to the website and read anything until October of this year. But before that, her husband and I were not in a good place. I couldn't explain why I was so anxious and he didn't know how to fix it. Then really odd things started happening at work over the summer. I started documenting all of it. I'll explain many of those things later, but the camera never lies. We beefed up our security system both here and at work, but I just started feeling so judged and watched, not paranoid because that's what you feel when nobody's really there and there was definitely someone doing something. I just couldn't explain it. And I never ever looked at my inner circle because those are the people that were here to protect me, right? After all, my very closest employee would tell my best friends that she only read that website every day so that she could protect me and keep me safe. My girlfriends would ask her, why do you even look at that? And she would proudly tell them, because it's my job to protect her from the crazy. Mind you, the defendant had requested that that employee read what was written about her and let her know what was said. Because it's my job to protect her from the crazy. She didn't. She was the crazy. Her and her old lady stalking sidekick. Finally, one day a few months ago, I told myself, just go look at it. Maybe if you look at it, you'll see how stupid they are and you won't let it bother you. Maybe if you read it, you don't have to wonder what they're going to think or post passive aggressive posts in response to, quote, strangers. And that's when everything came crashing down. It took me all of about 30 seconds to look at that website and realize exactly who was talking. And I was sick. You always hear people say that they read something or heard something and it made them throw up. That happened to me this fall. I started reading and very quickly I could tell one profile was someone I knew. And then I quickly put together the massive web of betrayal. Not only was the person talking someone I knew, they had multiple accounts and they were logging in and out to talk to themselves. More than 10 accounts of the same exact person. I have to leave out some of the details because I'm now involved in both a criminal investigation that I am pursuing and a civil suit. I have to fast forward over a lot of details details that I will definitely come back and clear up later, but two of my most valuable and definitely the closest people to me in my entire life are responsible for so many words on that website. And the worst part was one of them had been talking about me in the most hateful ways for years before I even met or hired her. I wish I was joking. One of them started writing about me several years before I met her. She would comment on what I was doing on almost a daily basis. Mind you, she has just said that she shares 25 minutes of her day, 100 Instagram stories, 
every single day. So any commentary about what she was doing was likely the result of every detail of her life that she was posting on Instagram. And then because I never really paid attention to the blog, I hired her to run my company. The person liked me and that she just left because I changed all my passwords. In actuality, the two of them are working together and I had no idea. The other employee that got involved was somebody who had worked with me for years. She was more like family to me than an employee. I can honestly say that is probably the most loyal relationship I've ever had from my side. There was nothing she could do wrong that I wouldn't be willing to help her fix. We walked into the police station on November the 6th as what me and the police officers thought were victims. She said she was terrified of the other woman and that she had her location on her phone to track her. And that's how she knew where we were all the time. She said that her mom was sleeping in her bed with her at night because she was so scared. She said that she wasn't friends with this woman on that level and she had no idea that she was a psychopath. All of that was a lie. Well, the part where she said she didn't know. She finally admitted defeating the other woman information for the last two years, but saying that she never knew she would take it to the internet and talk about it. Even though this person read the blog every night to protect me, she said she could never tell that the words that she had told that person and the person was discussing on the blog were connected. I have had potential employees not accept the position because of stuff they read on that awful website. I've had the same people from that website message my child directly and say horrible things to him. I've had the same people posting on that website message my customers and tell them our wholesale prices. But most of all, I had the main two people posting on that website with their multiple profiles that they log in and out of and talk to themselves and answer their own questions as my top two employees and the people I trusted the most. I was in shock. Imagine every day you come to work and the people you trust the most are telling you that you were losing thousands of followers on social media because of your political posts, only to find out from Instagram that someone logged into our own account that was manually removing those followers them. Here's a simple and minuscule example. Imagine every day coming to work and hearing things like, oh, someone saw you at Marty B's last night and they said you looked like a mess and were arguing with her husband. But you know that the only people in that restaurant last night were you and the owner and y'all are friends and you didn't argue with anyone, but I was looking a mess. So where did that come from? Earlier that day, I would have mentioned to my staff, one of whom worked in my home with me daily, that I was going to Marty B's and that I looked like a mess, but nothing else. Then the next day, it's repeated to me that someone saw me there and then the part about arguing with her husband is added and it never happened. It will make you a little crazy. They would mention things about my relationships and conversations with other people so that it looked like those other people were the one typing, but there was always a little bit left out. I only now realized the part that was left out was the part that I didn't repeat to my staff. Towards the end, one of them were even repeating conversations I was having with other people in my house and then posting it on the blog that night and then asking me about it the next day to make it look like that person was the one posting. She went so far as to ask me, wouldn't it be on your cameras? And it was, but that was the moment where I realized that they were definitely trying to set up other people to make it look like they were doing this innocent people, people I had stepped away from because they made me think it could be them. This has been going on for literally over seven years. I wish I was joking. I think I just kept going because I never read it. And what you don't know can't hurt your feelings. And I stepped away from anyone they made me question. People would constantly tell me they thought it was weird that they would try to isolate me from everyone else. But I think when you're in that situation, you just don't see it as well as you would from the outside. I know now that I need to listen to my friends and family. But then I stepped so far away from my business that it's started to affect my life. I was in the middle of trying to close on my new home and I could not bring myself to get on the internet because I was feeling so much guilt about my dad. Logically, I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong and a girl's got to work, but I still couldn't get on camera. I know now that their mission was to ruin my life and I quote, watch my house of cards fall, end quote. Their goal was to torment me so much that I would stop getting on the internet and stop posting and I would stop making money and then I would lose my brand new home. She said it a million times on that website. She's referencing comments that were made on Gump.
I was already going to lose my dad. My marriage was definitely on the verge of depletion. And now I was going to lose this house that I had saved my entire life for. And that was not effing happening on my watch. I got up. I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I stopped crying and I went to the police. Actually, me and one of those women went to the police together as victims of a psychopath. Maybe she forgets that she said that on my home security system before she deleted the videos. P.S. And you can give this to your attorney. Do you know how to tell if a video has been deleted? If one person already has the video in their possession, and the video no longer exists in the timeline of its original location. And I've never talked to her since. She has never texted or called. She never came back to work. She's never defended herself online and says it wasn't her. She's never driven three miles over to my house to tell me that she's innocent. She simply disappeared. And now she will have to defend herself in court and make her family spend thousands of dollars because she chose to lie over being loyal. And the hate blog post didn't stop. They stopped for a record two days after we went to the police. It was literally a Christmas miracle. I had not seen a break in post in forever and suddenly there was not a word to be said for two days. The police and I both know that's when they were trying to come up with their strategy. Disgusting. When the post did come back, it was the same accounts. Even the owner of the website started removing some of the posts when the authorities got involved. I guess she didn't realize that me and my army of internet friends screenshotted all 1600 pages. It took a long time, but we did it. And you can't erase the truth. Over the years, I've had one or two customers message me and apologize and say they got so mad that they wrote something on there. And then they asked the website admins if they could remove what they wrote and they were told no. Once it's there, it's there. The owner of the hate blog, who uses a fake name because she said she gets death threats due to that website saying hateful things about so many different influencers and bloggers and actual famous people, has admitted to removing posts she says were mindless chatter. Odd timing. They tried to frame other employees. One of them deleted the other person's text messages out of my phone. They accessed my iCloud without permission. That data never goes away, friends. They accessed more than 100,000 photos from my phone. 100K. They had five total devices signed into my iCloud and my text messages and photos were on those devices. Sickening, I know. None of that is true. None of this entire thing is true. But nobody ever hacked her devices. Nobody, we were not logged into her devices. Not myself, not H. This is all a complete fabrication. Also, no proof whatsoever was ever submitted. No reports from Apple saying these were the logged in devices, nothing. She's just lying. And still they kept talking. Now it's mainly the old one who has stalked me for years, posting things to make it look like it's the other one. She constantly diverts from herself and brings up the other person's name. In all these years, these trolls have never defended my employees, but suddenly these two women are worth the change in their savage behavior? Right. I can't imagine betraying the person who was the most loyal to you, me, for some crazy person, the old one, and then that crazy person turning around to make it look like it's your fault. How does that make your stomach feel? Sick. But then again, I don't even know if you feel things. But that's what they're doing to each other right now. It's not my battle to fight. I have to leave so many disgusting details out of this post because we are involved in legal proceedings. I know, I can't believe there is more and worse than what I'm saying now, but there definitely is. But just know this, my house of cards will not fall. Again, that's a Gomi reference. I will not lose my home. I will not lose my marriage or my family or any of my friends because of you two. I will not hide. I will not be quiet. No matter what injunction you ask for to shut me up from telling my truth, if it's free speech for you to lie about me on the internet for almost a decade or to lie to your families or lie to the police, it's definitely free speech for me to tell the truth that I'm living. All while watching my dad die of a savagely aggressive cancer in my home as I fight back for what's right and try to save my business. Shame on you both and anyone who protects you. So far, I've had no one defend them, but instead so many people came forward and tell me their experiences with you both and it's mind-blowing that I didn't catch on sooner. But y'all really are two of the same kind. You are disgusting 
disgusting trolls and no lie you tell changes the truth. And you know I'm not lying because I would never risk posting this publicly if I were. This is what you do need to know. I will not pay a dime to anyone, but I will collect a judgment. I never expect to see a penny from any of this, but the ability to defend myself and tell the truth is the only paycheck I'll ever need. Their mugshots would be icing on the cake. They loved to share my dad's mugshots everywhere they could and then smile to his face, constantly asking if they were his favorite. She's referencing H here because H worked in her home and helped take care of her dad. He thinks you're vile and sickening too. One of the hardest conversations I've had to have was telling my dad that this girl that I have trusted for so many years who came to my home every day and smiled to our faces was behind this. Apparently this is a trend and it's happened with some of their prior employers as well. Lies, betrayal, blackmail, deceit, extortion, sabotage. She is referencing here my prior lawsuit with my business partner over the breach of contract that we had when I left the company. It was nothing like this. And although I'm sick that I let it happen to me too, I will make it my life's work to make sure this never happens to anyone else. I've never had a falling out or even a terse word with either of these women. We were supposed to go to New York together in November for a girl's trip just to get away from 2020. I've never spoken to either of them since I found out the truth. I canceled their flights. Even their little quote messenger sidekick hasn't said a word. She's seemingly referencing Steph. And the younger troll was livid that I had even invited her or the old troll on this trip. She told me I should have canceled both their tickets. And now they're all in this together. I remember one day when I saw a text message that said, Crystal is about to go into cardiac arrest because she hasn't heard from you in 24 hours. Even the police to ask her, if you don't have a friendship with this woman, aka the old lady troll, why would she be going crazy that you're not talking to her? To which the younger one's mother replied, well, they are friends. They do have a close relationship. OMG, the younger one had told me that she was not actually friends with the older one and that they only talked about her boy friend and the other person's grandchild. I told her that's what friends talk about. Sucks when you can't shut your mom up, right? That's the risk you take when you bring your mom to give your statement to the police. And man, the glare she shot to her mom when she said that. Her face turned red and you knew she was freaking out. And it's all on video. She even showed me the text messages. She showed the police too. She told me she had no idea why the old one ever left my company and just walked out. I knew that couldn't be true, even though I told my staff on two different occasions that the older one went up to them and said, you're going to find out things about me that are not true. Just remember the person that you know. Except for that they didn't hear anything about her that wasn't true. They didn't hear anything at all because I didn't even know she was upset. But now I realize that she left because she thought I found out about her being a troll on the hate blog, but really I didn't know. And as soon as she found out that I didn't know, and I'm sure me telling the young one at home every day that I wondered how she was doing and I should go check on her, gave her the confidence she needed to keep talking. So she hasn't stopped. And I don't see it, so I don't care. I have never had and never will have an account on that website, and I won't associate with anyone who does. We have had our security system breached and videos deleted and recovered. I will say one of the biggest blessings in all of this is that my anxiety has just about gone away. Now my life makes sense. People are so nice to me in real life. I meet people every single place I go. Everyone in my DMs and Messenger is so kind and always have been. That was the main reason I couldn't understand the hate blog because my real life was completely opposite of what they said. Now I don't worry about what people think or what they are going to say because one of the stalkers already admitted to me and the police that the other one has multiple accounts that she logs in and out of. And she said it on a recording. I know being a psychotic and manipulative human isn't a crime. It's disgusting and all the proof that I needed to never give a profanity about either of them again. But that doesn't mean I still won't tell my story. They like to post that I must be obsessed with them. That's why I keep talking about it. Yet they post about what I'm doing every single detail just about every single day. 
that reverse psychology isn't going to make me be quiet. And if you think your family hasn't checked to see the times you're on your phone, and then when things are posted, I'm sure they have. They know, just like I know, you're lying. And if I was obsessed with you, how come you never knocked on my door or called or texted to tell me that it's not you, either of you? Because you know that I know and that I have proof. I'm not going to act like it doesn't get me in the gut or make me want to throw up still. It does. You don't treat someone that well and then find out they betrayed you on this level for that many years and it not bother you at all. I'm human. It makes me literally sick to my stomach. Sometimes when I'm in my car by myself, I think about my relationship with the younger one and how much I really did pour into that. How much I genuinely did give a crap about her well-being. I think about how many times I defended her and how often I made excuses for her. I think about the day that I got down on my knees while she was crying because she didn't want me to hire her boyfriend sister as our photographer because she hated her so much. And I told her that her relationship with me was more important than any new photographer, but that I wanted them to sit down and work it out. Then I forced them to sit down and talk it out and they did. And I was proud of that. I remember watching the cameras on that day and the old one walked out of the office. Our photographer was in the room and her cheeks got so red. I could tell she was so uncomfortable with what was happening. Everyone in the video, including my curvy model, was acting like they didn't know what was happening as she was about to leave. But in that overly acting way that you know something odd is happening. And that makes me sad because I would have expected either of them to come to me, any of them. But since then, I've learned that these two had a lot to say about me and opinions that I never even knew they had, and they definitely enjoyed sharing them with others. We were at the police station one day and the young one had to tell her mom that I had no idea that the old one hated me. She said to her mom in front of police on camera that the old one was always nice to my face and that I genuinely had no idea in the world that she didn't like me. And I just thought to myself, how disgusting that must feel to say out loud, you are knowingly trying to destroy my life and I think y'all love me and are protecting me the whole time. It's a sickness that I can't even understand, but it does make me sad, no doubt. Most days I try to be tough and take the happy pics and smile and meet new people with no reservation, but deep down I'm nervous. I spend a lot more time alone now, typing like this. They deleted more than 1,500 blog posts and diary entries. I'll never get them back, but it was therapeutic to write. I don't even know if I'll ever post what I'm writing right now, but I feel better just getting it out. It's like I can move on with my day, and I know that every day is going to get easier. My dad's situation is going to wreck me, but I'm preparing myself now for the rebuild. I'm a really tough girl, and it's going to take a lot more than two extremely disloyal, selfish, disgusting, pathological liars to break me. Bend, maybe, but not break. It still makes me sad, though. I think about the older troll and how much I valued her. I used to tell her that she was worth more than rubies. I gave her a ruby crown. She collects them. She always wears them. And then she has the audacity to make fun of me on that blog for owning crowns. Sister, where do you think I got the idea? You know that just makes you look more crazy, right? The stress and anxiety got so bad that I lost over 40 pounds. I had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy and all came back clear with a note that they could only explain this from happening from stress. But I couldn't figure out where my stress was coming from. I was making a ton of money. My kid is smart. At the time, my dad hadn't even had his diagnosis, but something was wrecking me. I'm a pretty tough girl and I'm going to bounce back from all of this. It has taken a huge hit on my business into the millions at the worst time when I have to show a bank that I'm thriving. And I have to keep paying this $3,300 a month insurance for my dad. The old one keeps saying that's a lie too, but the authorities have my monthly statements and she was logged into my personal bank account so she knows otherwise. But I am determined to not let the best job I've ever had fall apart. I will not. And my dad wants me to work and to be happy and to get back on track. I love making women feel good. Regardless of what's happening in my life, it brings me joy to make other people happy and to connect women with like-minded women. I know how I've handled every single situation in front of these two women and I'm proud 
proud of myself and don't need anyone to be proud of me. I know that I can look at the Lord and tell him that I did the best I could with everything that he gave me. And I honest to God think that he would be proud of me too. I used to tell the younger one all the time. If I show you who I am, how do you not believe me? If I handle every situation in front of you the same way I would in front of your mom and dad, how do you not believe that is truly my character? She said she was always confused because the older one would make fake cash projections to show her and make it look like I was a horrible person who was going broke, even though what she saw in front of her face was the opposite. She told her I didn't tithe or save for my kids' college. All lies she physically saw weren't true. At the time, I believed that the younger one was being manipulated. I know now that she was just as involved and responsible. Deleting the other person's text messages from my phone and accessing my iCloud from her laptop without my permission. She never even brought her laptop to work until the last week she was here, so I knew something was going on. I knew better, and I also now realize that there are some people whose behavior you just cannot explain or make them be better people. I would like to point out that H did start bringing her laptop to work and the defendant knew why. H had started real estate classes. And so in any downtime that she had, because she would work there late, she would work on her real estate classes. And the defendant knew that. And for years, I tried to explain her to other people as someone that I knew was a profanity person, but I was hoping I would rub off on in a positive way. I kept telling her that it was most important that her boyfriend and her potential sister-in-law, aka our photographer, and her parents knew the truth about everything that was going on and the kind of person I was. She always told me that they loved me and that she never told them anything bad. My gut told me otherwise. I didn't know what she was telling them, but I just knew in my gut that something was not right. Nobody in my friendship circle could tolerate her and I made excuses. It wasn't a shock to them or most other people when they found out she was involved. I think most people are shocked because of the loyalty that she portrayed, but character wise, I don't think anyone is surprised. The girl literally lied to her mom in front of police. And now because she can't tell the truth, her parents are going to have to spend money to defend her lies. And to me, it's just sickening that you could take money from someone that they've earned so that they can stick up for you because you refuse to tell the truth. That's just disgusting. I cannot understand that on any level. Like you literally named the profile names that the other troll uses to log in and out and talk to herself to harass me. I didn't even suggest them ever on purpose. It's just mind blowing. And like I said, we walked into the police station as victims and I've never seen her again after that. She disappeared. She's never called to defend herself, either of them. They just disappeared and deleted everyone or were deleted by everyone. But I know that if my boss and quote best friend and quote ever thought I did something like this, I would move mountains to make sure they knew it wasn't me. I've heard not a single word other than the young one blaming the old one for everything in front of police and recorded in my home. And now they've both disappeared from my life, kinda. I can't control what other people think, but I can't can control how I feel and I can control whether I get out of that bed every morning. And I assure you that no amount of anonymous posts on a hate blog or frivolous lawsuits trying to get insurance money will make my quote house of cards end quote crumble. She's referencing insurance money because one of the first things asked in a defamation case is for the insurance policy, because sometimes you will have even a homeowner's insurance policy or a business insurance policy might cover if you're ever sued for defamation. The one who stalked me for the longest would always post that she was going to ruin me and she couldn't wait to watch my life fall apart. Absolutely and completely unprovoked. Who even wishes that for someone else? And then to be so kind to their face. Your child is in my will for Christ's sakes. She's referencing my youngest son. Again, I still have a text message from two days after she walked out when I told the younger one that I'm sure she didn't mean any harm and that she probably just walked out because I changed all my passwords to my bank accounts because I was getting a licensed CPA. And I thanked her for helping me, a text message I also still have. And then I never heard from her again. But I also said to the young one after the old one already left that I was not going to take that child out of my will because I'm sure the older one was just overreacting and it wasn't the kid's fault. 
I literally told the younger one that I was going to go to the other one's house just to check on them to make sure they were okay before I knew anything. I'm so glad I didn't make that trip. Can you imagine? This is like a movie and that part never goes well. So thank you, Jesus, for the diversion. But I have news for you both. Watching my life crumble is not going to happen. As you sit in hiding, only talking to each other because nobody else believes you, feeding lies to your family who just like you said, already called one of you the fakest person they know. She's referencing my daughter. The defendant said that in an earlier post that my daughter had said that. And the other one who has family questioning if she was a troll on a hate blog, just know that just because I write about you doesn't mean you're winning. I write for me to remind myself of what I've been through and how far I've come and how many times I got knocked down and gave up. That's the true measure of success. And I write for others so that they may read this and become more aware of their situations and relationships that don't seem right. I write in hopes that if you ever question something around you, act on it instead of making excuses for those people. I write so that the truth can be heard. I am a riser. I have seen the worst of the worst and I've experienced the best of the best. And I still wake up every day with a smile on my face and joy in my heart. I genuinely am the person that I showed you I was for all the years that you followed every single thing that I've done. Every customer I meet in public says the exact same thing. You're the exact same person on social media that you are in real life. And you too knew that better than anybody. You can make up whatever story you want. You can hide. You can delete your social media. You can try to explain to your husband, children, or your boyfriend's family, whatever lies you want. But I know, and they know, and everyone I know, knows. Complete strangers walk up to me in public and apologize for your behavior. It's sickening. And I can promise you, I will sell every single thing I own to make sure I defend myself and that I don't quit because I get tired of fighting, that I don't throw in the towel. I'll sell lemonade on a sidewalk before I let either one of you to try to destroy someone else's life for a paycheck. You said she'll eventually get tired and just quit fighting back. She's referencing a comment that was made on Gomi, but that's where you're wrong. My dad was here with me on Christmas morning. That's the only thing that I wanted. Every extra day has been a bonus. I know it's going to get rough for me with him very soon, but I also know that there's a reason I finally found out what's going on before he's gone. That was my gift to feel safe again. Don't get me wrong. I definitely look around for you two psychos when I go places because statistically one in four stalking cases results in violence. And I'm no idiot. You don't stalk someone for that many years and then just simply walk away. And clearly your ego is too big to make you just stop posting. I just don't read it. Just like I said before, I don't care anymore about what you think. I feel sorry for your families and the lies you have to keep telling them. One of them told me that her dad and mom's best friend even asked her if she was a troll on that website. So embarrassing. And then she told me she asked the other one if she was a troll. I'm sure it was all lies, but how embarrassing to even have to admit that. My dad would never ask me something like that because he knows his daughter isn't capable of ever doing something like that. But I'm aware it's time to fight back, to not lay down and take it so I can move on, to not be quiet. I can move on from you both and still tell my story. And you can keep asking a judge to make me stop talking, having never picked up your phone and asking me yourselves. And he will keep reminding you that if your speech is free, so is mine, especially when mine is provable and true. I am calm. I am worthy. I earned the good in my life and I will not let her business fail. I will not hide off social media and second guess everything I do and say. I will not be quiet. Freedom of speech is free until it costs you everything. I will not let your speech cost me anything other than attorney fees. My entire website is 60% off and I don't know when I'm going to stop the sale. I guess when I feel like I've earned enough for attorney fees to make sure you two never victimize someone else again. Gosh, I would be terrified to be someone in your life after seeing what you can do to someone who genuinely had never had an ill thing to say about you. 
I got close though. I can't even believe I'm about to admit this. I got close enough to the fire to almost not only get burned, but to give up. I voice texted this entire post and not once has my voice faltered until now. But I have to tell you, I got so close to the edge and I thought I could not take it anymore. I got so close to thinking that it didn't matter what the truth was. People were going to believe what they read. Even though everyone told me they never saw any of that mess. It was being repeated to me every day. So to me, that meant everyone knew about it. I never had any idea that the person repeating it to me was also the person who was writing it for years, y'all years. I got so close to the edge thinking that you can treat someone so good and put them above anyone else in your life, including even my husband, and they can still try to destroy you. And that must have meant that I was awful and unworthy. I got so close. But because of these people, my friends on the internet and my faith, I came back to life. I found joy and forgiveness. I didn't forget, but I found joy again. And I learned how to fight back. And this is how I know how. I'm going to take every dollar from the sale instead of spending it on new inventory or upgrades to my warehouse or my personal paycheck or my Christmas bonus. I'm going to fight back. And I'm going to make sure that you two never do this to someone else because just like I told one of them as we were sitting in my attorney friend's office, God forbid she, I didn't know that it was them together at the time, but God forbid she do this to someone not as tough. What would happen to that next person that did not have the strength to fight back? What happens if the next person this happens to thinks and believes that they really are all of these horrible things after trusting these people with their entire lives? I remember specifically telling both of them, you have more access to me than anyone ever has. I was so proud to have such loyal people around me. I never knew that they were literally trying to destroy me on a daily basis for years. I will fight for them for good, to continue to be the good, to show people that you can face the unimaginable and still stand up. So when you shop today, please know that you're not lining my pockets. It's a 60% off sale and you can do the math. This isn't a hugely profitable sale. You're not paying for my fancy house. I did that already. You're not paying retail or anywhere near it. You're helping me fight back for what's right. And that is the truth. Life is messy, but you are part of my message, turning this trial into my testimony, both literally and figuratively. And I couldn't be more thankful. Like I said previously, this entire long post was for sales. At the end, she implores people and incites them to say, hey, shop on my website. This horrible thing has happened. These horrible, evil people have done this thing to me, and I need your help. And how you help is by shopping on my website, and that is going to help me fight back, not just for myself, but so that these evil people can never do this to anyone else again. She lied to her followers, knew that they would believe her, and not only weaponized them against myself and H., but she also was using this campaign of lies to gain sales. In the comments of this post, the defendant says, she replied to someone and says, they both are already well aware that the police are investigating them. Like I said, H straight up told on Crystal and H has never called me after she disappeared out of nowhere and said she was innocent. Crystal has never told me she was innocent either. They only lie behind my back. Just like H told her mom on video, I had no idea they had a problem with me. She admitted that Crystal did hate my guts and that I had no idea the entire time and that Crystal was always nice to my face. We were about to go to New York together on a girl's trip. I was paying for it. It literally makes me want to throw up and they're disgusting. And this is definitely financially motivated. So her talking about I hated her, but I was nice to her face. It's kind of true. I, as I've already gone through, had decided that this is not somebody that I wanted to be around, not somebody that I wanted to be associated with. However, I still maintained professionalism. I did not realize that was a crime. One of her followers comments and says, 
crazy case of fatal attraction. They were attracted to completely destroying you, your family, and business. Another follower says, that had to have been and still is hard to go through and live through. Although I haven't ever been able to buy anything, I've followed you for quite some time and know how strong you are. I've seen it in all that life has thrown at you, and yet you're still here. Karma will get those who have done so much wrong because you don't deserve that. Keep your light. You're an inspiration to more than you realize. One day soon, I hope to be able to get some buttery, soft, adorable pieces. You have my full support. Another follower comments, I think I cried all the way through it, but I'm glad you said the things you could say. I'm sure there's more. Breaks my heart. Just know you are prayed over many times a day and your family. I just wish I could squish you and let you know how loved and supported you are. This type of behavior speaks volumes and quite loudly about the type of souls these girls have. Makes me so sad. You keep your face towards the sun. Another follower comment, insanity, what disgusting people they are, hateful people that are truly the most unhappy people in the world. You have and always will be winning. Another follower comment, girl, jealous people are so ugly. It's a bad color on everyone. Keep fighting the good fight. Another follower says, I read this entire post up until it wouldn't let me read anymore, and I can tell you that you're right. This is also sickening that those two would ever even think to go that far to hurt you or anyone for that matter. It's disgusting, but definitely shows how jealous of you they must be. But even so, it's disgusting. I know you will only continue to rise above all their hate. Praying for you, defendant. You're way better than all of that hate. Shame on them. They will face judgment one day. Another follower says, preach your word, sister. These trolls have dug their own grave. No one else helped them. Another follower says, we all love you. Keep fighting. Another one says, I'm so sorry you had to endure that. Thankful you trusted your intuition and were able to attack it head on. New year, new you. Another follower. I cannot believe people can be so evil for no reason at all. It's despicable and disgusting. I'm so sorry you and your family are going through this. You are an incredibly strong woman. Another follower comment. This is the one who posted about me being the fallen angel and malignant devil says, this entire sad slash sick journey broke my heart for you. I worried that your spirit had been irreparably broken, but that's not our girl. That's not how my strong, fearless, beautiful friend is made. My sweet Phoenix, you rise stronger, more committed, and more fierce than before. I'm so proud for you. I'm so proud to know you. Love you, dear one. Another follower comment says, this whole story is so freaking crazy. It literally blows my mind. How anyone can be so disgusting is beyond me. I hope they never find peace, love, or happiness. Effing trolls. Another follower says, this story blows my mind, blows my freaking mind. Some people are so vile and cruel, disgusting. I have and will support you no matter what. I'm so proud of how you've handled this. I can't imagine how difficult telling even this portion of the truth is. Lessons will be taught to these women. Another follower comment, going to shop the profanity out of that site right now. Fight. So she did what she wanted to do. She said this whole sob story and implored her followers to shop and help her fight back. And that's exactly what they're commenting about. Another follower uses a Bible verse, Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. Be strong and bold. Have no fear or dread of them because it is the Lord your God who goes before you and he will be with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Another follower comment says, evil, they are pure evil. I have followed you from the beginning and this is sickening. You most certainly are a riser. Another follower comment says, how do you get the 60% off? I'm trying to order to support you. Someone replies to her comment and says, the discount applies automatically at checkout. Just make sure you have at least $40 in your cart after the 60% off discount for it to work. Another follower comments, and this is the person who accused me of embezzling and that they should look into my financial records because I had remodeled my bathroom. And this person is also in the military. He says, I never got around to posting on this, but wow. I mean, I never had a negative interaction with anyone at the company, not even these two. I didn't know about these blogs, except one night you and 
defendant's best friend mentioned one. I did have a friend write a nasty review on the boutique due to her not reading the return policy. She still lives in my neighborhood, but we stopped being friends after she was a tool in that review. I talked to another follower the other night at your house and could not believe, though I know it's true that these people could or would do that. I have met some incredible women being around you in your business. I can't understand why a person would try to hurt you. I honestly was never scared of psycho trolls. I was more worried about security at the warehouse. Your physical safety scared me way more than your mental health. It never occurred to me that anyone could be this crazy. I'm so glad you know. It's sick that you even have to know who the trolls are. It's sad that people can't just be happy for you and help you with each step of your success. I hope you belt the song stronger every day because you will be stronger. Your dad has had a great life because of you. His illness has zero to do with you. My dad died the same month I got my dream job at NASA. It sucks when you have to balance achieving your dreams while losing someone you planned on sharing them with. If there is anything I can ever do, just let me know. Love you, proud of you, and I hope they reap what they sow. Another follower says, oh, defendant, it's so good to see slash read that you are standing up for yourself and fighting back, not laying down to die to their madness. I'm still mind blown over this crazy. I just can't wait until the day you post something regarding the victory in all of this. Justice being served and your time to finally put this all behind you. Another follower comments something and this later becomes the narrative that the defendant uses. This could be a lifetime movie. It's sad that people have to go to these links because it boils down to jealousy. People can't be happy for others. You have an entire army here to love and support you. I'd say your odds are pretty good against those two trolls. Another follower comment says, I'm so angry that these so-called quote good employees end quote did this to you and your family. It's disgusting to speak ill will about your dad and child is horrible. I pray for you, defendant and family. Stay strong. This comment is from a brand stylist, the same one who worked for a cell phone carrier and emailed the police. This person has also threatened me physically in multiple posts. She says, you are such an amazing person, friend. I'll say this. I'm not so nice. I'm putting the pieces together on my own with the things I've seen, heard, and helped you with. Number one, younger one, camel toe troll. The only words I can come up with when I think of her is ugly profanity. I feel so bad for H's parents. I'm sure I spelled her name wrong, but who really cares? Being a mother to two daughters, I just truly couldn't live with myself knowing I raised such an ugly, psychotic, and conniving profanity. I really hope her parents make her realize all the wrongs and all the pain she has caused. Hell is one ugly place to be, especially when you're there alone. I do, however, hope your boyfriend, and then she names the boyfriend by name, sees how ugly you are and runs before it is too late. Number two, older one, psychotic profanity. Crystal, I can't believe I would comment on your beautiful family and you really fooled so many of us that thought you were a good person. You're not. You're a horrible person. Just remember that karma is a profanity. I feel terrible for your daughter, sons, and beautiful granddaughter because one day they may hurt and the guilt you will feel knowing that your ugly decisions could have brought that to them will be something you have to live with. I'm not a perfect Catholic. In fact, I cuss way too much and I sure do snap back quick, physically or verbally. But one thing I am is a good person. I wish I could say the same about you too. It's never too late to admit your wrongdoings. Everyone deserves a second chance. I truly don't think either of you are grown enough or even good enough to do the right thing and move on. So with that said, every time karma slaps you in the face, just know you deserve every ounce of it. Don't cry, put your big girl panties on and know you did it to yourself. Another follower comment says, you are literally one of the best people I know. No one on this earth is perfect. We've all made mistakes, but you own up to every single part of your past and let people learn from it. Keep Keep shining that beautiful light of yours. It feels so good to see you smiling again. There were hundreds more comments on that post. These I tried to narrow it down and these were just the top best slash worst ones. 
And that is it for the post on the 27th of December. Now we are to December 28th and the defendant is doing an Instagram live from her business Instagram. Um, but there's, it's answering, I mean, it's asking other questions. Scariest thing that ever happened. Hello, do you not know I just had two girls stalking me and one of them for years before I ever even knew she existed on the planet and they literally try to ruin my whole business this year? You need to go look on Facebook if you don't know. Just search me at the top. God. And it's not even that scary. It's just like you trust people so much and then they have so much access to your life and then you find out like they've been hate blogging about you every single day for so long. It's just gross. Plus, I was so dumb to not know, but... Oh, God. She up telling me a bunch and about all Crystal's extra profiles. Like, she logs in and logs out and talks to herself. That's psychotic. And very scary. So, anyways, the law, lawyers and attorneys and all that fun stuff, police and all those people can figure all that out now. It's not my problem. But God bless. Don't, don't trust everybody. So, that post was an Instagram story on her business page where she is furthering this narrative. The next post was on January the 2nd. This is also an Instagram story. And this was on her personal Instagram. Okay, what I got, sister. Uh-huh. Hooked it up. Okay, so you put your phone in here, mm -hmm. and then you can type on it like if it's a regular computer. You okay, can guys. hook up an iPad, too. too oh, heck yes. Well, here's the thing. We don't really hook up devices anymore to my phone because, you know, my stalkers, they no, like to hook their Bluetooth. devices up. It's just Bluetooth. Okay. Oh, that works. Again, she has to reference her... Stalkers. The next Instagram story was also on January the 2nd. This is a libelous post. So there's not a video, there's just words. So she's posted a picture of herself crying and she's answering a question where a follower says, when can we expect new denim? And she says, soon. This was the day the final TOPs came. TOP is an industry term for sample. I was already in tears because of the stalker situation. And then the box came and my friends were there and teary. Now we are to January the 3rd. This post is a libelous post and it was made across multiple platforms. It says, I started to post this on my stories with a small title, thankful for good humans text. Then I erased it and then wrote a novel and then second guessed it again. But here's what, my experiences are my own and maybe they can help one of you. If you, God forbid, ever deal with what I'm going through right now. Here's the words I erased before. I reminded myself that the truth never changes and they deserve to be celebrated. She has posted a picture of two of her friends. The post says, top-notch women. H used to always ask me what one of the girls thinks of her. It was very important to her that that girl like her and another person because she knew they were very close to me and she had already weaseled her way in enough that made them nice to her when we would all be together. They kept her at arm's length, but H would always comment on how one of the girls would DM her or how another girl replied to something. She loved that they, quote, liked her, end quote. But they liked her because she was loyal to me. She admitted to reading and telling me what the troll blogs said and my girlfriends couldn't understand it. We didn't read it. None of us have accounts there, but she would read it daily. I asked her, doesn't it give you anxiety to read that every day? And she said, no, I guess it wouldn't give you anxiety if you and your 40 year old BFF are the author. A few months ago, I put the pieces together and discovered that they had tried to set one of the girls up to look like she was doing all these hateful things behind the scenes. H literally asked me the same question this girl had asked and then posted about it on the troll blogs to make it look like the girl was the one posting on the hate site. They deleted 
that girl's and Crystal's texts from my phone, except they were impatient and didn't delete them all. So I had texts from 2019 and nothing again until November 3rd, 2020. The same day Crystal's texts were suddenly deleted from my phone and now recovered. Another girl always stuck up for the other girl, reminded me what a good human she was. I'm thankful for both of them and that I listened. In the comments of this post, a follower says, I was curious a few weeks ago and Googled these hate blogs. I read it for about five minutes and felt sick slash gross slash wrong just for reading them. And I don't even know you. It's scary to know that there's people out there that have so much hate in their heart, they would write stuff like that. To make it worse, they knew you personally and pretended to be your friend. What miserable lives they must lead to hate so much on a continual basis. The defendant responds to that person and says, it's mostly two people in their multiple accounts. And H flat out told me what Crystal's usernames were. And then she disappeared. Never saw her again after we talked to the police in capital letters. Now Crystal posts there making it sound like H is doing the things Crystal did according to H. Who knows? I want to stay far away from both low life women. Absolutely disgusting and for zero reason. Literally no fight, no disagreement. Just me putting it together and H confirming it all. The next post that she made was on January the 6th. This was an Instagram story that was libelous. She has posted a screenshot that says, it's a text that says, your Apple ID is now ready to be recovered and it gives some instructions. And she writes on the screen, 62 days of patience. And if you are good and patient and honest and kind, good things will happen. Bad things will too, but the good is always greater. Thank you, Jesus. Hashtag nothing is ever deleted forever. Hashtag let's go. I'm over the moon. This is still libelous because she is implying, again, the hacking. And so since she had already said it before, a person of ordinary intelligence would understand what she's referencing. The first retraction letter was sent on January the 5th. This was around the same time that these posts are happening. So this letter was sent to the defendant's attorney, basically saying, your client has said these things. She needs to retract them. With retraction letters, you have to send them within 90 days of the defamatory statements being made to offer the other person a chance to retract what they said and clarify and correct it. If she had retracted her statements, that is a defense that she could have used in the lawsuit. She could have said, well, I retracted all of those that weren't true. Not only did she not retract anything, but she actually started making fun of all of the retraction letters that we sent her. Because she wouldn't stop posting, even after the retraction was sent, on January the 7th, my attorney called the defendant's attorney and said, hey, can you please ask your client to stop posting about this? And that did absolutely no good. Because on the 7th, the defendant posted the following post. To be clear, I am not scared of you. I feel sorry for you. You can try to take all my money, but you'll never stop me from telling my truth. So this is seemingly in response to not only the retraction letter, but the conversation that her attorney likely had with her saying, hey, you need to stop. The story you so quickly forget. I don't even pray for strength. I don't really pray for me at all. I only pray that I'm your last victim ever. I would say wait and see, but we know you already do. Of all the girls in the world, you pick the one with the hardest head and the thickest skin. I knew the she's strong-willed label would come in handy one day. Here are some pics of me and my current mood. Enjoy ripping them apart, darling. We all know better, so do you. Thank you, Jesus and my people for giving me the strength I don't have to pray for, for the love and messages and kindness, and for still showing up and supporting my business and my family while we navigate this insanely difficult but possible season of our life. An interesting thing happens in the comments of this post. A Facebook profile called Catherine Taylor, that is not me, that was seemingly an account that someone made that wasn't a real person, but this Catherine Taylor profile starts commenting. 
And then the defendant's followers and the defendant start chiming in and referencing this person as if it's me. So Catherine Taylor says, is this about you being a QAnon Trumper or is it about the fact that you created a toxic work environment for your staff and they finally escaped it? It's so hard to keep up. So then a follower says, no one responds well to cowardly keyboard bullies who hide their real identity. No one responds well to serial extortionists either. Those who follow and harass people they state they dislike are losers. Thank you for showing us your true character after all the fakery. Now to quote you, go away. The defendant comments and says, sister, you know who it is. We all do. So then this Catherine Taylor profile tags the FBI's Facebook page and says, put this one in facial recognition. She was definitely stealing mail and waving a flag yesterday. I saw it. The defendant responds and says, the irony of you tagging the FBI is not lost. This is bold. I seriously couldn't make this stuff up. Then the defendant responds again. Nope, say what you want, but you're still following me. Hashtag single white female. The defendant responds again. Now you know better, but okay, keep commenting. I can't respond quickly because I'm actually living life, but I'll circle back soon. And then the defendant comments again to this person. I know you're probably freaking out inside because it's been 30 minutes and nobody has responded to you, but don't worry, I'll take the bait. I also know you think I'm really stupid, but let me tell you something wrong again. I will tell you for future reference. Every time you take a picture from the internet and try to use it for yourself, it doesn't get washed, so to speak. So all of the data involving that photo is stored within the picture. It takes just a couple of clicks to figure out exactly where it comes from. So next time you want to make a fake page to talk to me, make sure you at least steal someone's pic that doesn't have the referral data attached to it. I know they don't teach you that in spreadsheet school, but I'm here to help. Let me know if you need any more wise words. Spreadsheet school is a direct reference to me because she would constantly make fun of me with all of my spreadsheets. And then the, the person, Catherine Taylor, responds and says, don't you have debt to go cry into? Maybe you should apply for spreadsheet school, whatever that is. So also on January 7th, something interesting started happening. I hadn't seen at this point that the defendant had shared my ex-business partner's post back in December. But on January the 7th, my daughter texts me and says, what the heck? And sends me this screenshot. My ex-business partner's husband had viewed my daughter's LinkedIn profile. I don't know why to this day. I'm assuming they were trying to search for me on the internet and happened across my daughter's LinkedIn page and were looking at that. I'm not really sure. But it was really weird and instantly I knew that there had to be some involvement with my ex-business partner because why else would her husband's profile have viewed my daughter's LinkedIn profile for no reason for, to my knowledge, my daughter had not applied for a job. So there was no reason for him to be looking at her profile. That was on January 7th. And so now we are to an Instagram live video on January the 12th. What's going on with, oh, I can't, oh, God, I wish I could tell you all the things. I mean, I could, but. I don't need to give, you'll hear it later and you'll be appalled, but oh, it's really crazy. So you'll see it on Lifetime or something one day. Just know you can treat people very good and they can still have a motive and you can have people stalk you for years and never know about it and then hire them. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyways, so moving on from that, uh, money makes people do crazy things. So it's just very sad. Anyways, moving on. I don't want to talk about those stupid people. During this live video on January the 12th, it was confirmed that my fears had actually come to fruition. Not only had the defendant reached out to my ex-business partner and told her God only knows what, but two of my former employees 
that worked for me and my business partner, who still at this time worked, and to my knowledge still do, work for my ex-business partner, were in the defendant's home. They were there at her house. One of these employees is my ex-business partner's best friend since elementary school. And the other one is someone that I had hired and worked with me at the warehouse. And this was around gift market time. And so they had been at market, she had been at market, and then I guess had come to her home. So I knew at that point, yes, she has gone and involved my ex-business partner in this nonsense. Not only did she do a live video where one of them walks in But she also did some Instagram stories on the same evening with my two former employees. Also, we're all in a small. How tall are you? I'm 5'2". And you're? 5'7". And I'm 5'2.75". So she made a live video. She made Instagram stories with them. She took pictures with them. She made the product picture on the website for these pajamas. She made that the picture with these girls. And then she even changed her profile picture on Facebook to include her with these girls, knowing that it would, or I think hoping that it would affect me in some way. When things ended with my business partner, I've already said that it wasn't amicable. We were not speaking I moved on with my life and I really didn't want to ever have to face that situation again. So the defendant seeking them out and parading them on her social media so that I would see it. She knew at that point she'd gotten retraction letters. She knew that we were capturing her posts on social media. She knew that I was going to see it. And that is why she reached out to them. That's why she befriended them. That's why she brought them to her home. And that's why she featured them on her website. It was all to play mind games with me. Then on January 13th, the day after she had made the live video and the Instagram story with my two former employees, she made a Facebook post telling people, telling boutique owners if they were going to market that they needed to go and see my ex-business partner's booth and plugging the company. And I'll say, I wish my ex-business partner nothing but success. I want her company to succeed. From what I understand, it's doing very well. That is fine with me. But the defendant was doing this to basically say, now we are friends and we're coming for you together. And that this is when she started accusing me of being a serial extortionist because I had had a prior lawsuit. Having multiple lawsuits does not make you an extortionist, especially if they're completely unrelated. My lawsuit with my business partner had to do with our operating agreement and what I was owed. That's it. That's the big scandal. My lawsuit with the defendant is obviously totally different. It is over defamation, constant ongoing defamation. They One has nothing to do with the other, but she would loop this in and say that I was a serial extortionist. She made another post on January 13th. In this post, she shared a Facebook memory from July 18th of 2020. The post that she shared was a post that she made about H and was talking about how H had worked for her since high school and just how proud she was of her and thanks H for being her person and just gushing and love bombing H in this old post. 
So she shares this post and says, gosh, this post just kicks you right in the gut. I was so foolish. How did I not see that she had been, what is even the right word to use? And I look back and tell myself there were so many signs, the constant crying at work and then saying nothing was wrong. The lack of response or text messages from her and Lucifer when I sent her back to work at the warehouse. I can bite my tongue to get my eyes from filling up, but that doesn't take that knot away from my throat or the hollow feeling from my stomach. Just disgusting. But I pray for the day that I can read stuff like this and not cry. The whimpering part is the worst. It's like you can physically feel the pain. God, it actually physically hurts. I know I probably sound really ignorant and perhaps she even gets joy out of the fact that I posted this and that's okay. I'd like to think that under that tough exterior is a girl who knew better. She knew I would move mountains but wanted to believe otherwise and I have to let her. When you told another employee that you did something very bad and you didn't think you could fix it and that you didn't think our relationship would ever be the same, I knew then. But I was just so hopeful that this was just all a bad dream. This can't be real. It cannot. We've been through so much to let Satan just waltz in and take over. You cried out of guilt. I cry out of pain. One day I will no longer be in pain, but y'all will always be guilty. And everyone, please don't text me and ask me if I'm being soft or forgetting what was done or anything of the sort. I'm not. I'm just sharing my actual real life with my real friends. The defendant posts a series of Instagram stories about my former business partner and about my former company. Oh, I had a good time. My friends left. I'm glad y'all like the little outfits I showed you yesterday. Funny who's not talking about them today on the hate blogs. That it just burns your little ass up, doesn't it? Let me tell you, it brings me so much joy to work with and all those wonderful people from I just hope one day... When all this unfolds, this is just, just know I'm joyful. I don't know. I will never be able to top the last two years of my life, I guess, with craziness. So, I mean, I guess technically since it's been more than seven years, hasn't it? Uh, and it's crazy how much in common people can have with you that you just know this. Things in my life are crazier than you could imagine. You could drum. Shonda Rhimes couldn't have wrote this. It is nuts. Oh, and I'm so thankful for the support group that I have around me. I do wonder, like, did you really think I was never going to figure it out? Did you really think that you're going to get away with this forever? Did you like, what does it feel like to do something like that to someone? And then who have done it to someone else too. Oh, it's like, it makes you, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Like it just makes you want to wash yourself off. Like, don't you feel disgusting? Because that's exactly what you are. It's just disgusting. I just have to know, like, did you both really think that I'd put two and two together? Like did, first of all, if you know how vocal of a person I am and how extremely transparent I am with my internet friends, did you think like, obviously I'm not gonna shut up no matter how many times you ask. So for anybody who ever says like, why don't you just stop talking about them? Or for her talking about herself in third person saying <laughs> like, why is she so obsessed with them? I feel like pot meat kettle, honey. You probably shouldn't be talking about who's obsessed with people considering you were talking about me for years before I knew who you were or hired you. So continuously saying things like, isn't she talking about? No, and you know I'm not. <laughs> and how is it of you that this friggin' child like, went to bat for you and defended against someone who would have been the most loyal person to her in her life. I do believe that hand of Bible, but also for you just to so casually like throw her under the bus on a constant basis. Like, Hey, do you feel gross at home? I like, I gotta know, honey. Like, is it, please tell me, like, is it just gross to just sit there and watch someone that you defended? Just be like, 
throwing you under the bus. You're lucky I already know and I ain't focused on you, but oh, your day's coming too, sis. Oh God, y'all are, oh, it just makes me gross. God, you got me good, but I'll get, I, I'll see the good in this. You'll see. I don't ask myself like what good came of this for me, cause I know. Like the fact that I wake up every day, I do not have anxiety. I'm not having physical panic attacks. I'm not having anxiety attacks in my head. I don't feel like someone is following me. I don't feel like uh, every single thing I say ends up on the internet the exact same day, except for a horrible version of it. I don't feel like I always have to think like, oh God, what are they going to say? I don't ever go up to people and not be excited to tell them about my store. Like, I never feel how I used to where I did not want to go into a room of people and talk about because I knew they are going to Google me and God forbid they find that website before they found me or before they got to know me, you know? I don't feel like that. And that is the good in it for me. I found out before my dad was gone, so he's going to see my heart feel better. Oh my God, because I was so close. It was so bad. It is hard to separate the, uh, my dad from the part of the equation because I remember telling her I'm not going to tell my dad what you did or what you know at all I don't want him to know and then when we left the police station I had to tell my dad she's part of it and that was very hard like not only or am I like breaking heart but I'm telling him that like I didn't catch it that's the only part that I regret and when you guys sit and wonder like god how do we get her to shut up it sucks the way that feels doesn't it like how do you stop it? What do you do? How do you plug the hole? Make it stop. I know. Because I lived that life for nine years until October 21st when I figured it out. And then November 3rd when I confirmed it. I never looked because it wasn't true. I didn't have to look because it got repeated to me every single day. So, like, I never had anxiety on the weekends, right? Because <sighs> I didn't hear anything on the weekends. But things would happen every day. And it was like, wow. How did that make it on the internet again? Okay, and let's be honest, I'm not famous. I'm a normal mom from Roanoke who grew up kind of poor, had a crazy life, and then built her dream house from an internet business, from being nice to people that I really do hang out with from the internet. It's not that crazy. People do it all the time. We can see that now. But to have like so many pages and to never have those experiences in my life with those people like it's just mind-boggling but it wasn't enough to like get my spirits down the only part that got my spirits down was knowing the hateful stuff about my dad like that he should die and all these horrible things i don't know how you can like be around somebody and say those same things that's really bad like next level but whatever I don't, my therapist said I'm never going to understand it. So, the easiest part to me is that there was so much, like, research and planning and, oh, that went into it. Like, to seek someone to do that to them. Like, oh, you must have just thought, like, hook, line, and sinker, huh? God, I was, like, super bumming it, too. I was so sad all the time because of my dad. I'm in a much better place now, clearly. But, oh, man, it was so bad. I explained it to my friends by saying, like, I guess to you guys too, that I, I acted like to them that I was like indebted that they would work for me. And I remember telling my therapist that all the time, like, like I have to be so thankful, not have to be, but like, yeah, I did. I just felt like, oh my God, you guys, there's going to be good from this for sure. Like you'll learn a lesson. I'll learn a lesson. We're all, they are definitely going to learn a lesson. Holy cow. Oh God. And then I feel bad for the other people they roped into it. Just not. 
She didn't even do anything wrong for, oh gosh. And this is the thing, what Susie says about Sally says way more about Susie than Sally. It really does. Once again, she's referencing my company that I had with my former business partner. She is furthering the narrative that I am somehow a serial extortionist and that I've done this before. She also is saying how H, you know, referencing her as a child went to bat for me. So it's funny because sometimes she talks about what H supposedly told the police and confirmed all of this stuff. And then other times she actually tells what really happened. And what really happened was H was saying this is like Crystal, the one with the three kids and the grandchild and the dog. Like, really? Because H didn't know that I had done any of this stuff firsthand because I hadn't done it. And so there was no way that she could confirm any of this stuff. So the defendant saying that H went to bat for me and was like lying to protect me, that's not what was happening. H was actually telling the truth saying, I have no idea. This is crazy. I, I wouldn't think that Crystal would do something like that. And that's what was really annoying the defendant is that H would not believe the campaign of lies that she was trying to. She also says there's so much research and planning that went into it. In reality, she walked into my booth. That's how I met her. I started following her social media. I started buying the clothes from her. That was it. And then I went to several events. She knew who I was. I spent a lot of money and she asked me to come and work for her. I didn't research and plan any of that. She's just furthering her narrative again. So not only was the defendant playing mind games with her followers by posting about this stuff, using the conclusions that her followers had drawn to then further a narrative like the single white female and the Lifetime movie that she would later talk about how her stuff should be on Lifetime. She was playing mind games with her followers, knowing that she could weaponize her social media, knowing that she could incite them, but she was also trying to play mind games with me by drawing my former business partner in by getting the employees to come and do live videos in her home. She knew that that would affect me mentally and that's why she did it. Next time on False and Defamatory. My attorney told me, probably don't want to talk about it much on social media. <laughs> I just told my Instagram friends that Crystal sued me for a million bucks. Oh, because it's like YOLO. I'm tired of keeping it a secret. They filed an injunction. Do you know what that is? To make me shut up. It's freedom of speech. And you know why it's okay to tell the truth? Because you cannot get in trouble for telling the truth. You cannot lie under oath or you will get in trouble. So she would throw in little things that make it sound like she's telling the truth about something, but it doesn't really mean anything. Get me in front of a judge with 12 people. I don't care their race. I don't care how old they are. I don't care who they voted for. I don't worry about anything I said in this video because it's all true. You can screen record me and show it to an attorney and show it to your, show it to a judge. That's what I'd really like. Please get me in front of a judge. Please, please. Or not even sue her back because I didn't sue you. I pressed criminal charges because I don't care about money. I care about a mugshot, sis. She also says in this video that she's pressing criminal charges, which is incorrect. There were never any charges filed. There was never any criminal activity that was found. But she would say this all the time to make people think that I had done these horrible things and that I was going to be in jail. But you should be able to work somewhere. And then if you don't like it, say, I don't like this. It's not for me. I could not agree more. 
I could not agree more. And that is exactly what I tried to do. And then she would not let that go. And that is why we are here. So you have to be okay with whatever words you put out there, just like I am with this video. I didn't say anything in this video that is untrue. So I'm okay with it being broadcasted on national scale or brought up in a courtroom. It's fine, screen record all day long. You can sue somebody for whatever you want, but you can't prove anything but the truth. So let's do, let's dance. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could actually accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.